Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to the official Nerd UK podcast. We are back, and we are back in a big way for 2020, all in isolation. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Dan Hollis, the master of the law. How are you, Dan? I am doing wonderful from my isolation. There's absolutely no cabin fever setting in whatsoever. <laughs> I am absolutely fine. Yes, I'm absolutely Anyone who fine. Says otherwise is clearly a traitor to the small island nation I have set up yes. in my spare time. <laughs> the isolation is not doing anything. The writing on the wall dictates otherwise. But as it stands, you are currently okay. Look, it's currently written in Guatemalan, and I can't speak that, so... <laughs> nice. I'm well, sure it's fine. Looking at it this way, you get to spend isolation, you know, just doing what you want, chilling, a little bit of illing, the usual. I'm sitting in a house with a three-year-old and a six-month-old. So, as you can imagine... I'd think I'd, I'd, I think I'd rather take your Guatemalan language written all over the walls. Sorry, mate, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, so they, 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 I can't even deny it. That was completely down to me. Although, I'll, I'll put some blame on the wife. I mean, also fair. Does, to, quote, to quote my high school reverend, it takes two to tango, everybody. Exactly, exactly. And I'll, I think it was more to do with her and taking advantage of my drunken self. But nonetheless... <laughs> Yes, we are back. The Nerd UK podcast is back and in a big way. Um, I figured it out earlier. It's been over a year. February 2019 was the last time we did this podcast. Like, that is insanity. And I'm not sure why. I mean... It's going to be real here, and I can tell you exactly the reason why. Oh, no. What's the reason? One... Oh no! Second child for you. Ah yes, that, I mean that—that's fair. That's understandable. That and D and D. God damn D and D. One is your one is your fault. One is mine. Yeah, D and D has consumed our lives every weekend. But now we're back. It's, have you noticed though the one time D and D dies down is the time we start doing this again? I'm not sure what it's going to be like in two weeks. Funny how that works. I know it's amazing, isn't it? But I'm adamant. I'm adamant because I enjoy doing this and I think I want to push the... I want to get some more stuff doing it. So I think if we, what we're going to try and do is, going forward, we're going to try and be, be, be a bit more consistent with these podcasts. But then obviously kind of delve into the world of possibly streaming them and getting on Twitch and, and things like that. Just creating more content, as, as much content as we possibly can. And I mean, this is probably the best place to start because we kind of, kind of know what we're doing. Or at least I think we do. I mean, you, you, you kind of know what you're doing, don't you? <laughs> Let's not make that assumption. <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody who is listening, that's just taken us half hour to set up, and we'd already set up earlier in the day, so... <laughs> it's, not, it's not going well to start with. Technology is fantastic. It is. It until it doesn't work. It, it, exactly, and nine times out of ten, when my computer and my technology is involved, it's probably not going to work. But, nonetheless, I think it's probably time to dive in. As always, we'll be reviewing four to five stories of, of, of uh, from the world of Nerd over the past past month-ish. So we'll be working through March this time month around. Month and a half, month and a half. I mean, technically, we could, we could have jumped in and been like, we'll do it for the last year that we haven't been doing this podcast, but you know. That's no, fantastic. that would be not the longest podcast ever. A, a year's worth of stories. I don't think I've got that capability or, that amount, or the amount of alcohol required to do such a task. I think we might die. Yes. I think my voice might give out. I think one of us would likely go insane. Yeah, well, we're already on the cusp. As the rest of the world is, we are in isolation. 
Everybody's yep. going a little bit stir crazy. So I mean, what better way to suspend your isolation than listening to us pair rant about you know pop culture and everything that we hate about it? <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be the stuff we love about it, and most of the time it is. But there are idiots, Dan. There are idiots in this world. There are there are idiots, and also we are fans of things, and we have opinions, <laughs> and sometimes those opinions are not shared. Opinions. But yeah, so. As always, we're going to play through some of the top stories over the last month, which there hasn't been a lot of, because, you know, the world has gone on lockdown, unfortunately, due to this viral, virus, viral thing, whatever, I don't know. But we won't talk about that here, Dan. No, we won't. We'll talk about nerd things. I mean, I'm staring at the thing right now, and there's one big thing on there that says quarantine, so, like, you know... (laughs) Quarantine. So, but anyway, I think let's just dive in, Dan. Let's have a crack. Let's see what's a cracker lacking in the world of uh, the world of nerd. And uh, yeah, let's just dive in. Give us the first story, Dan. Number one, Rosario Dawson looks set to play Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian series two, and is being joined by Terminator star Michael Bain, who will play a new bounty hunter. Supposedly, yes, yes. I mean. Rosario's kind of been a fan favourite to play Ahsoka Tano since the dawn of Ahsoka Tano, really, hasn't she? I mean, pretty much. I think as a, and then she's proven herself to be a solid actress. I mean, she's done work with Tarantino, and then she's obviously done work in the, the Marvel TV world. So she's clearly, you know, a talented, a talented person. So I think, how do you feel about the possible casting of uh, of Ahsoka Tano in in the Mandalorian? I look. I'm just going to skip by that question because oh, <laughs> the only thing in my brain when this story was there is going right timeline. Yeah. I'm the person. I'm the. I'm that. I'm that um, meme from it's. Uh, it's always sunny where the guy stood up with all the the things connecting the, the red tape on the board. On the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me going right. Yeah, <laughs> where did we last see it? <laughs> When did we last see Ahsoka? Where's the Mandalorian doing all that, John? Well, the way the way I think it, it landed is, is if Ahsoka's in the Mandalorian, then that would mean Sabine should be in the Mandalorian. Because the last time, if this is this is prior. Now this is. What, I'm trying to think of where the Mandalorian is now. It's, it's set between. Is it for? It's after Jedi. Before Force Awakens, is that the time? Yeah, because the Empire's yes, fallen. Yes, that's the timeline. So it's after Rebels, but the question then becomes, because you have the post scene in in Rebels where you see Ahsoka collect Sabine from, I always forget the name of that planet. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's been too long. This is, hold on, this always happens. This is just the earliest. Dude, time you should know now by doing this podcast with me, I, I kind of... I know the, the very top layer. You're my lord, boy. I call you the master of the law and you're laying this shit on me. I'm not angry, Dan. Every time. I'm disappointed. I'm just dis- You're looking it up, aren't you? You're looking it up. Is online? Am. This is not a new... Oh, you. <laughs> Is online? I can do that now. I can do that now because we're not sat in a room. Fact checked. <laughs> yep. Lethal. Lethal. Uh, we, we see Ahsoka pick up Sabine from Lothal and go off in search of Ezra. Oh snap, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for Rebels. Spoilers for Rebels, which has been out for like two years now. 
Yeah. And it's on Disney Plus, so got no excuse. You have, you have no excuse. I don't care. I'm, I'm not sorry for spoiling that last scene for you because A, you don't know what happens to any of the other characters <laughs> and you don't know why they're looking for Ezra. So if that's too much of a spoiler for you, me being that vague, uh, I mean, you're probably a Star Wars fan, so you're probably already, you know, <laughs> you're probably already angry about the fact I couldn't remember Lethal, so, you know. I love your, I love your kind of just kind of spit in the face of <laughs> spoiling you on. Yep, don't give a shit. <laughs> Couldn't care less. But as, now, a Star, as a Star Wars fan. You would you would know the ending to, to Rebels. But, so if that is the case, and it, it's obviously because Rebels is prior to um, A New Hope, then surely yeah. if... I mean... Well, it, 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 it's in the period... After all the stuff that where we've seen Ahsoka and Rebels, um, oh, it's it. it's kind of it's in between that. It's in between the Rebels storyline where Ahsoka is present and that end scene because we don't have a date on that. Yeah, I, I believe it just says at the end many years later, and we see like a super flourishing Lothal spaceport with loads of people on it. Well, that's it. Then that says to me that this this is going to be the case then. If if it, it was many years later, what what was the time frame for, for New Hope to Jedi? What was the scale? It was only a few years. I mean, that wasn't like... That was probably like, what? Three, four years? Uh, a New Hope to Jedi, I believe... It wasn't I a big want... time. The mo the biggest time time skip comes from um, Empire to, to Return, because I believe that's two years. Well, exactly. So, so we're probably talking all in. You're talking three to five years is the spanning of the original trilogy. So prior to that was Rebels. Rebels ended kind of where A New Hope took off. So many years later would imply to me that Sabine is still with Ahsoka. So during this time of the Mandalorian... Well, no. It would imply that Sabine is... Because Sabine stays on Lothal. Right. And Ahsoka doesn't collect her until after. We don't. The, the only issue in this timeline is that we don't know when that many years later falls. God damn we it. Just have, we just have a vaguely aged up Ahsoka wearing white robes yeah. and carrying a staff instead of her... Saber. Damn it, Felony! At least obviously carrying her saber. And um, a slightly older Sabine leaving Lethal. So we don't know where it falls. So I think the reason they picked this is because it gives. Um, it still gives you badass older Ahsoka. Yeah. But doesn't give you, like. The vibes I was getting at the end of Rebels was, like, kind of Yodery Ahsoka. Not yeah, quite yeah, that yeah, old, yeah, obviously, yeah. but, like. The I, mentor. I think they're testing the water. I mean, it's yeah. already rumoured that, that she has signed on for several projects to do with Star Wars. So if it is true and she is cast in The Mandalorian, because we haven't received any official confirmation as of yet, um, if she is cast and it is rumoured that she is also cast for possible standalones and doing things on her own, which would kind of... I mean, it was expected, really, let's be honest, because if, if Filoni was going to bring any character to the Mandalorian, it was going to be Ahsoka. 
But I, I would presume that Sabine should be there. I'd like to see Sabine there, just because there'd be that through line, and we all know Filoni is, you know... I mean, Jesus, I think they when it comes will, to Star Wars. I think they will wait. I think if we see Sabine, we will likely see Sabine in the fall of Mandalore. You think? So you don't, because... you, you don't think there's going to be Sabine in the Mandalorian? Not... At first, I think the first. I think if they they may bring her in later to deal with the dark saber stuff. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I was to, I, I, that was literally my next point. I was going to say, there's the dark saber, and there's a whole through line in Rebels with her. I the think they'll bring that up, but I think more pertinent to the character of the Mandalorian as he is right now is the fall of Mandalore. Right. Yeah. Because we don't see, we don't see that in Rebels. We get the lead up to the fall of Mandalore in Rebels. Um, but then we haven't seen the purge carried out by the Empire. No, no. We haven't seen the Mandalorians getting wiped out. And I think that's more relevant to the story there, the, the bigger picture that they're telling. And then I think when the Darksaber stuff comes up, they will then get into the whole Sabine stuff. Because right. we still have to... Cause and again, I'm not going to remember character names because it's been like two years since I watched Rebels. But the Darksaber was with someone completely different. Yeah. So we have well, that whole... Well, in yeah, the form of Mandalore, that gets taken. I was going to say, it was with... It was with um... Oh, what's her name? Completely gone. We're useless at this. We shouldn't be doing a podcast. We shouldn't be allowed. I just think it's... Oh, no. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, you're there. Sorry, I, I, I was just panicking. Just... I was like, what? He's not there. I'm, j I'm just listening to you. I'm waiting for you to... <laughs> yeah, I can't remember for the life of me who the, who the Dark Saber was at the end of Rebels. But, like I said, to me, it would be... There's... I think that if she's not going to be involved, Sabine, I think it's because they don't want to throw all these characters in. To take away from, like you says, the 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 main core story, which is the Mandalorian. It's about the Mandalorian, and I yep. don't think um, I think by throwing characters in it, it's going to throw people off, and it's yeah, going to become it, something else. It's going to yeah, become a prequel to Rebel, a sequel to Rebels. Yeah, which I don't think they want it to be, and I don't think Disney would be comfortable with it being, because as much as they love Filoni. And gave him the keys to the castle. At the same time, they want the shows to have mass market appeal. And much as the car, much as Rebels and the other cartoons have done, I mean, Rebellion didn't do great. But uh, we don't talk about Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I only watched two episodes and lost it. Yeah, it's it was much more of a kids show. Let's be real. Um, but. Yeah, it lacks that... The cartoons have always lacked that mass market appeal. I mean, people of all ages and all Star Wars fans love Clone Wars, but not everyone is a Star Wars fan, and yet quite a lot of people like The Mandalorian because of it, it reminds them of the movies. Yeah. And it's, it's a space western. So, like... Also, I don't think a lot of characters from Rebels fit that, fit that space western vibe. No. I think probably, like, like, I th I think probably like, Ahsoka would be, like I said, if... if if it were me sitting on the other end of it, I'd be thinking, like, Ahsoka seems the only one who could slip into that Jedi, fill that big Jedi hole. 
Especially now with the introduction of the Dark Saber. I mean, I know she's yeah. not a Jedi, but she's she was trained and she she obviously she's close as she can get without actually being a Jedi. Yeah, so I think they needed to fill that void of the 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 big Jedi elephant in the yeah. room. See, I have I have opinions about that. <laughs> Mainly because this is the place I, to discuss. I know. Mainly because I feel Star Wars is at its best when it's not dealing with the Jedi. Oh, you know, honestly, I, I would completely agree. My favourite part of Star Wars, I'm an Empire guy, so yeah, anything, I mean, anything to do with the Empire and the, you know what I mean, the, the, yeah, that's kind of me, stuff for me. That's me. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Jedi is they break any situation that they're in, really. They remove all tension, really. Yeah, because... well, because you know, they're Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're basically space wizards, and when you have a space wizard dealing with a soldier, the space wizard is nine times out of ten going to win. And I think you lose that conflict. You lose that idea that you don't know what's going to happen. I think if there is always a Jedi involved, you'd kind of know the outcome. Yeah. Which spoils it for me overall. Like, This is why I liked the... Uh, why I like everything to do with Scum and Villainy. Um, yeah. Why uh, Republic Commando as a game worked really well because you played literally as a clone trooper and, you know, yeah. any... It, I, I take the same view from in Star Wars media in terms of games as I do as everything else. Playing a Jedi is great fun. However, <laughs> you are... Just look at the, the Force Unleashed. They literally pushed the Force to as far as it can yeah. go. And were like, yeah, no, if you really wanted to, you can just grab a, st- a Star Destroyer out of space because and drag not? it down to Earth. You could straight because... up Thanos the shit out of it and pull a planet with a gun on it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, none of that's canon anymore, but it doesn't matter. They pushed the force as far as it can yeah. go, and we're like, it's stupid now. So yeah, I like I like a bit of restraint with the force. I like. I mean, this is this is probably one of my main issues with the sequel trilogy. Was yeah. there was a lot of liberties taken with Rey and how she handled the force and got powers in the force that we hadn't seen before, and that was mainly one of my big issues with it because. I like the mystery involved in the Force, and I felt the sequel trilogy just dumped it all on our laps. That was like she can do everything. She's practically a Mary Sue. She's the best there's ever been. All the Jedi lived through her, and that for me was like. Let's not forget about that? the fact that there's. Um... Let's not forget about the fact that Emperor Palpatine <laughs> shooting, shooting giant fleet-destroying lightning bolts out of his hands. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's how he says it all. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. re I rewatched Rise of Skywalker the other day, and I was just I like the I like the sequel trilogy. I do. I enjoy. It. You know, I mean, I'll always preach for it. Pogs for the win. I I am a fan of the sequel trilogy. I like the nostalgia it brought to the table. However, having now had all three, for me, is the most flawed of the entire saga. I think it was thrown together. They didn't know what they wanted to do. And now they're adamant they're saying that, no, the story is in place from the offset. Bullshit. 
I'll call bullshit on Kathleen Kennedy and the entire of Lucasfilm because it wasn't, and you can tell it wasn't. Like I said, Lauren Johnson went in with a completely different frame of mind to to JJ Abrams. Abrams had to come in and, and try and save the day, and he just pulled everything out of his ass for the finale. And as much I as I look at that, it, I mean, you look at it and compare it to you saw the you remember the leaks, right? The leak uh, after the fact of yeah. the original the original script. Yeah. That script was so much better. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I don't like um, what's his face. Oh, he did Jurassic World. Completely gone. I don't like him as a director. I don't like what he did with the franchise of Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. And he might have directed it atrociously. However, well, he co-wrote that script. Right, yeah, from a writing perspective, it was was way better. Uh, is it Rick Jaffer? No, that's I think that's the co-writer. He was, uh, uh, he's a, he's the he directed Jurassic. Uh, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Controversial. I hate him because he ruined Jurassic Park, and that's my favourite film of all time. And he did the Book of Eli following that. I think it was, and that was horrendous as well. But for me to say I preferred his script over what we got to me is like a huge deal because. I wanted them to get the landing and the nostalgia was there and I had so much fun with it. But as a trilogy, like I said, the prequels shit all over it in my opinion. Straight up. Which is hilarious. Yeah, and I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that the, the craftsmanship involved in the, in, the, in the prequel trilogy was better than that of the sequel um, as in terms of directing. Um, I thought the story was clearly a story one, two, three. Beginning, middle, end. Lucas came in and went, this is the story I want to tell for this, this trilogy. And you can tell that they didn't do that with this. And that's why it's just... It's... It's yeah. it's, it's it's weird because it's like... A weird... They both have the opposite problems to the other. They do, yeah. Like, the prequels are full of passion, and you know Lucas just wanted to get it right, even, did, though, the yeah. C- even though the CG is garbage, oh, and well, yeah. uh, all the rest of that. You know that, but at the same time, he, the writing and the scripts for those, and the the, the general plotline, can't fault it. No. The writing, absolutely atrocious. Oh, absolutely Whereas, horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. But the story... I actually spoke to someone the other day, and I, I found the the worst quote in uh, in Star Wars. Where is it? It was yesterday. Is it worse than the one that I'm thinking of? Because I've got one in my head that's pretty bad. Well, you'll you'll see you'll see you'll see in a second. Uh, where are you? I've got a pretty bad one in my mind. The writing was horrendous, but didn't Lucas write it? It was a very it's a very outdated style of writing. Like it worked when he did the original trilogy. And uh, he went hard, uh, and this is a, my, another big problem. Uh, he also, like, freewheeled the, um... I like sand. You you found the quote. Is that the one? <laughs> that was the one it's, I had in my mind. Not, but it's not I like sand. I don't like sand. I don't like sand. That's it. It's rough and coarse, oh, and it yes. gets everywhere. And it does. <laughs> Hold on, the rest of the quote is Not like you though You're <laughs> soft and smooth <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant 
I love it for it, and I think that's because we look at it with like that kind of sense of of nostalgia, so to speak. I mean, these were films that our generation grew up on, and I look back fondly on them and go, "Yes, Sandy's course." <laughs> there was not there was like some... Padme's skin that's soft. <laughs> there was some great moments, some great ideas. Lucas did it a bit too kid friendly. Yeah, looking at you, looking at you, the atrocious abomination that was once my favourite character, General Grievous. Yeah, I can I can completely agree with that. Because uh, again, for those who don't know, if you uh, see the original design, the original drafts for um, for Grievous, I haven't seen them. And you, what? Again, you still haven't watched the original Clone Wars. Have I you? haven't. No, no, I haven't watched the. The one done by the uh, the guy who does who did Samurai Jack. Um, you see Grievous in that, and he's a Jedi killing machine, yeah, and is genuinely terrifying. Um, but then when they started the Clone Wars series between Episodes two and three, the the Filoni series, Filoni went to Lucas and basically said, "So Grievous, you want him to be your like bad guy? Uh, what direction do you want me to take him in?" And Lucas was like, "Eh, he's good, but..." I kind of want, we kind of need him to be a kind of Saturday cartoon villain who always loses in the end. Nice. So they completely neutered him. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Which is why he's the worst part of the Clone Wars as a series. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And why they brought Maul in. Because they were like, oh, we've, we've, we've neutered our main villain. What do we do? <laughs> yes, oh no. Uh, well, there was this this thing where Maul was still alive. Let's go with that. Yeah, run with that one. Let's give him some spider legs and see what fucking happens. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, so, I mean, it's... it's. I mean, we lost it. We've gone on a tangent again when it comes to Star Wars, have you noticed? This always happens. It always does. We get down the rabbit hole. We had a whole entire podcast dedicated to Star Wars, and we was like, no, we're not doing that one, and yet we're sitting here 26 minutes in <laughs> still talking about Star Wars. This always happens with Star Wars. We should start with Star Wars, really. We should end yeah, with Yeah, we Star should end Wars. with Star Wars, because then we can just rant forever. But yeah, so... I'm excited to see Rosario Dawson. I think they'll make a great Ahsoka. They really will. Filoni and... Um, yeah, that guy. Lion King. Jungle Book. What's his name? Oh hmm? my god, it's completely gone. What? The, what? The, we got the car Rosie. Your dad Filoni and the guy who directed Jungle Book. I don't know. Oh my god, it's cool. that I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, so I think that I'll do that'll do a Sarpatana justice. How do you feel about uh, Michael Michael Bean? Bean Bean. Well it depends who he is, and I mean they've said it's a brand new bounty. A brand new bounty. We don't really have that much to go on. I think we'll see more of him than Rosario Dawson, if that is the case. I think you're going to see a lot more of him because of the, the Bounty Hunter Guild. He's a cracking casting. I mean, that guy was a, a you know an 80s icon. He was brilliant. Did Alien, Aliens, where he played the he played the Marine in that didn't he? And he, he did Terminator. I mean, the guy the guy was brilliant back in the day. So I mean, he's a he's a cracking casting, and he was rumored to be in the the rebooted um, Blomkamp Alien, which never happened. So we, I think he's going to be brilliant. I don't know. I think if it's true and he's playing a bounty hunter, I'll be excited to see him and Pedro Pascal's dynamic and see how they play off each other. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. 
So I think hopefully these castings are true, and this is what we are going to get. Whether we do is a different thing, because I mean these the casting came after they said they'd finished filming. So they finished filming, and then they were like, Rosario Dawson is casting the Mandalorian. Michael Bain is casting Mandalorian. It was like, well, hang on, they finished filming three weeks ago, so now you're just telling us about casting there when they've finished yeah. recording. So take it with a pinch of salt. We don't know. It could just be the fan, you know, the fan bandwagon getting a little bit out of control. But that, that that never happens. Not when it comes to Star Wars, surely not. But hopefully, I mean, if they do, I mean, it'd be brilliant because that'd make that. I mean, I'd love the Mandalorian anyway, but that would certainly pique my interest. Yep. But yeah, so. I, th I think I think we should probably move on. We've spoken about this for half hour. <laughs> and as always with Star Wars, we always go crazy. Yes. So yes. Anyway, moving on to number two. Have you got number two? I do. The Batman director Matt Reeves has shared the first images of what appeared to be a new Batmobile in the upcoming Warner Brothers DC Comics movie, starring Robert Pattinson as everyone's favourite and ever repeated Caped Crusader. <laughs> Don't you say that with sarcasm, Dan Hollis. You know what I do. The Batman is a, is, is a cornerstone of American cinema. And he deserves your respect for it. But yes, uh, <laughs> so presumably you've seen these images from yep. nearly a month ago. What do you reckon? Uh, he looks like um, kind of a cross between... Batman Beyond and Ooh. Batman First Year. Ooh, yes, yes, it does. For me, I, I, I really liked it. I like the muscle car vibe. I like the fact that it looked like um, a Shelby GT500 a little bit. It kind yeah. of it looked like a thrown together car, which is what Matt Reeves has more recently gone on to tell. It's not an origin. This is a very much a year kind of one story where Thank he God it's not an origin story oh Jesus could you imagine where it is very much so, now he's established so Batman's parents get killed again no don't kill mother we don't want to repeat it stopped but it's it stopped Superman before I mean you know what I mean it was it was all good but for me <clears throat> I like the look of it I like the feel that they are going for this kind of year one year two ish vibe where he's already Batman He's throwing his armor together. He's, he's just bought a really nice car that he likes, and it's fast and mean, and he, he's kind of modded it. I saw all the memes going about that it was like it was the new car in the new Fast and Furious film. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this I is... I mean, the, with how Hollywood is... Let's be real, with how Hollywood is, it'll cameo in something. It's gonna. It's gonna cameo in it. If you had to rank the Batmobiles, including this one, I won't say all of them. Top three. What would your top three Batmobiles be? Uh, on the spot. You've got to go with the classic animated series one. Oh, I, oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> How can you forget it? It's the best. Um, I do like the Tumblr, even though it, it's not a Batmobile. Oh, really? The Tumblr from it's, the Dark Knight. Oh, I do... Dan. I like it. I like it as a thing, as a Batmobile. Damn. But I do find it hilarious. I hope you're hanging your head in shame at home. No, because I said the I said the animated series first, and you couldn't remember it, so we're even. Well, um, I was, I was, I'll let you off. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and last is probably the. Um... Careful what you say. <laughs> the oh god, why have I? Why are names not sticking in my head today? Be careful. I'm judging. The world you can, judge judging. you can judge all your like. I'm busy trying to remember. <laughs> you have the the Clooney era Tim, ones. Tim Burton. Yeah, good lad. Because let's be real, we can't talk about the George Clooney one without going bad nipples. Nipples. For me, it would go uh, 1988 Tim Burton. Hands down, absolutely stunning looking car. Um. Then, uh, yeah, then it would be animated, but they're very much in in the same kind of league because the Tim Burton was based on the animated stuff. Or no, sorry, other way around. Yeah. Um, and then for me, honestly, I'll put this one third. Mm, that's fair. I'll put this one third just because I like the fact that they're delving into it, a Batman that we've yet to see. We've seen like Batman in his. It, at his peak with the Burton films, you know what I mean. He was, he was, he was polished, and then the same with the, the the bat nipples and the Val Kilmer. It was kind of Batman at his peak. Then you had the really overly camp, um, original ones from the sixties. Adam West, the Adam West and Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, or Burt Reynolds, or was it Burt Reynolds? I don't even know. So yeah, you had the, that one which was its own thing, and then you had the older Batman when you got Batflick, which, I, again, I adored, Dark Knight Batman. So I'm intrigued now to see not new Batman, early Batman. Young lad, scrapping, getting his head kicked in every now and then because, you know, he's a bit shit. And I think this car reflects it. And the same with his armour, very Arkham uh, game series. Yeah, um... Which I know people were excited about, and like the the bat logo is apparently the the gun that killed his parents. It was very very like thrown together, and and I've been through some shit, man, but I'm still a young man, kind of deal. So yeah. I'm excited, go and Matt Reeves on board. He's always a good thing. Overall, I think Matt Reeves is handling this 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 kind of whole campaign like an absolute champ. That guy is tackling social media and he's doing so like nobody else. Because he knows that this stuff's going to leak. He knows oh, that you are going to get pictures of Batman in Liverpool with his suit on. Going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get pictures of the Batmobile driving around Liverpool on a phone. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So yeah. what, what Matt Reeves is doing, he's like, no, screw you guys then. I'm going to produce high-end high quality imagery that does it justice yeah and you can have those when i when i kind of leak them before we're doing shooting and things he's doing it so well and it's working so well because of it i will say one the only one piece of that entire shoot that looks kind of dumb if you look at it if you look at the pictures yeah. i don't know if you've got them in front of you um is the motorbike yeah it looks ridiculous yeah yeah but again, it's, how much are we going to see of that? You don't know, do you? Like, it could just be, you see, like, a second of it, two seconds of it. 
well, based on the imagery, it looks like there's at least one chase scene with the motorbike, and that bike looks. Yeah, I know. Oh, I did see the bike because it was the first time we saw the kill, and people were complaining about the kill, and I was like, well, you're taking again. You're taking a photo that is not a promo shot of a guy on a bike, a stunt guy on a bike. With a kill that legally has to have a helmet in it. <laughs> so they've had to put a helmet in a Batman kill. So it, it looked weird and it looked like he had kind of like a <laughs> kind of a swell on the top of his head. Yeah, I mean it does look it doesn't look it doesn't look bad. It still looks like a you know, a Batman mask, but at it the same yeah. time. But I just think it's not a it's not a, a finished Peace. It's you know what I mean. It's a, a stunt guy sitting on a bike with a helmet for a kill. <laughs> like it's yeah. gonna look ridiculous. And I'll, yeah. I always remain fairly optimistic about these things, and, and and I kind of say, well, until I see the finished product, like I'm, I'm allowing that uh, creators have a lot of a lot of leeway with me as an audience member because I think, look, until I see a finished product, how can I judge anybody on anything until we get the finished piece? So it does look, the bike does look ridiculous, and I do think the curl did look ridiculous. But again, oh, yeah, this is this is pre-production. This isn't like post or anything like that. This is literally a stunt guy with a helmet on. Just the physical shots of the Batmobile, they were pro shot. The original video that he released with the first score in red, pro shot. Like, they were test footage, it was done professionally with the equipment, and that stuff looks the bomb. <laughs> that stuff I'm all on board with. So, mm. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, for me, this is definitely number three in terms of the entirety of the Batmobiles. That Tumblr was shit, and you know it. <laughs> that Tumblr was not a Batmobile. No, it wasn't. I said it wasn't. I oh, know. I'll let you off for that. But uh, oh yeah, I did not like that Tumblr. I chose it for comedy value more than actual. No, you didn't. No, you yes, love the Tumblr. It's a tank. <laughs> it is basically a tank. I also um. I also like the BVS one, the door, the, like the Justice League one. I did like Affleck's. It was very Tim Burton meets Arkham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It had all the. Bells and whistles. Yeah, it was, but it still shaped like the original Burton one. Like it had quite a long nose where it was just like where he sat, and then it was quite long with the big bulky back tyres. Very much like the original 1988 Burton one. So I did like that one. Honourable mention, I'll put that as. It was an honourable mention. Yeah, not to derail us, but just ever so quickly, I want to I want to ask. We're getting derailed. What do What do we think DC's plans are with this? With Batman. Or just yeah. everything is yeah. an entirety. I think. Well, I mean, one is pretty integral to the other. Yeah, I mean, I think they're taking what worked from the DC EU and they're running with it. So Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Apparently, the Flash is still a thing. They're uh, ta- based based on the crossover, yeah. So they're taking that and they're running with it, and I think they're just going to focus on. They exist within the same world, but you're never going to see them again on screen together. They're going to just run with single stories through line, because I think they've found their Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot, they've found their Aquaman with Jason Momoa, and Ezra Miller, who's currently beating up old ladies in supermarkets in America, 
I'm going to run with them. I think they they feel that they have found the actors and actresses for those roles. Yeah, Batman, I and I, I want them to do the same with Superman. I think the best they'll get is Henry Cavill. For Batman? Uh, Superman. I was going to say. I've had, I've had two beers now, Dan. This is, this is gone. So, for Superman, they've found it with Henry Cavill. I think that he deserves a Man of Steel sequel. He deserves an opportunity to, to be the Superman that I, I, I can guarantee that he's going to be the best that he can be. Well, well, what? They had three movies planned. Well, this was originally the Snyder thing as well. That was supposed to be a Superman trilogy. Yeah, they had the, they had the three movies planned. They had um, Son of Krypton. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I, I'll never remember what the last one was. They got uh, Man of Steel, Son of Krypton and something else, but I can't remember what it was no. from and apparently but, he's still saying that it's a thing. He's still saying he's Superman. Like, in, in interviews, I'm asking the question. He's, he's not being blunt and, and hiding. I mean, he's not hiding away from the fact. He's like, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I am still Superman. So I hope they do run with him as Superman. Batman is its own entity. And that's where it gets a bit murky. Because his uh, villains are one and their own. Look at the Joker. Look at the success of the Joker. So... How you approach Batman is a very different way how you, to how you approach everybody else. Yeah, I just feel like they've kind of realised that in order to make money, they are going to have to put off any attempts at a collaborative... Oh yeah, that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. We, we will not be getting... <clears throat> A, a uh, conglomerate of superheroes anytime soon from, from DC in any way, shape or form. Batman will become its own entity again like it has done and, and, and has been resilient through many years of cinema. It's remained its own thing and they're going to do it. I just don't want them to cast multiple Batmen at the same time. I don't want to end up where we have Robert Patterson as a Batman. We have a Batman in the new Joker series with, with Joaquin Phoenix. We end up with a, yeah. you know, I don't want and, seven Batman. And the fact that all of those series are independent of each other. Yeah. It just gets re- it gets a bit of a mind flood when you try and watch one to be like, okay, which Gotham am I in? Who's this Batman? Who's his yeah. Joker? Who's like this the Joe yeah. Leto Joker is still a thing with Harley Quinn? You know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I mean, I didn't watch Birds of Prey, so I don't it's know. It's good. It's really good. I went into it thinking it would be terrible, but having come out of it, it was just great fun. Very much what Suicide Squad should have been. Oh, that's another one we have another one on the way of. It's madness! <laughs> Again, but I think that they're focusing in on what, they, what worked. They know the formula of Suicide Squad works. But it was just miscast and misdirected. So who do you get? The guy that's just come off the back of doing one of the probably the best Marvel films ever with Guardians of the Galaxy. Get that guy in. He can do team films. Suicide Squad's kind of in that same vein. Let's do it. So I'm excited for the James Gunn stuff. And I think yeah. obviously Margot Robbie's still involved. So that's really weird. I just don't want them to have Jared Leto back as the Joker because now we've got Joaquin Phoenix 
Yeah. I don't who want... has said he is on board for a second joke. I was about to say, so I don't want two jokers like I don't want two Batman. I think what they would do is they will... I think with the Joker, what they will do now is if they are going to do a sequel, they will have a Batman, but I do not think it will be direct. Oh, I don't think... See, even that I would bother me. I don't think Batman will appear in the movie. I think Batman will be represented in the movie like he will yeah. find... Um, because it's the whole... With with that, I think what they'll do is they'll go into the whole uh, psychosis of the Joker and the whole um, yeah, the 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 Bronze Zero Joker, you, the Batman completes me, you know, the whole yeah 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 yeah, like he becomes guy. an infatuation and it's very much like I said, yeah. we are two halves of the same. I'm you, just have a really bad yeah. day. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So I think I mean that'd be interesting. You are but... One bad day from turning into me. I don't want to see a big, fully fleshed-out role from the Batman. I want it to be another character study of the Joker. Just, if they're going to do it, I want like the Batman to re- remain anonymous, so to speak. I can just see lots of kind of... Terror I could get on board with, and it's just popped in my head. Um, a lot of dialogue... Like Refer- see, reference, referencing yeah, ref- Batman, referencing Batman. But even then, I'd like if you know in the Killing Joke where the opening sequence is in the Killing Joke, the opening panels, and it's yeah. the jo- it's the fake Joker, yeah, in, in Arkham with opposite the Batman playing the cards. I would like a through line of that. So I would like a a through line of that that sequence, sp- f- like flitted throughout the film. With the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix sitting on one side of the table, a killed Batman sitting on the other, whose face you don't see, and yeah. it's just, just like a voiceover. And then every every time something would happen in the film, you, it, it would it would cut back into that sequence where they're in it in the asylum, and it's Batman talking to Joker. But you could have um, what's his name? Come on, Dan, Kevin Conroy. Could you imagine a Kevin Conroy Batman, not Kevin Conroy, but obviously a Batman cowled, cloaked, film from the back, Kevin Conroy talking to a Joaquin Phoenix? In... That's, what, that's what I meant, like, yeah. they have references to the Batman, I think they may have a presence of the Batman. I hope they and, do. I mean, and I mean, you could do it even um, to take the uh, BVS Batman a step further. Um, yeah. You know when um, they're like, "Oh my God, where is he?" And then he's in the corner. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that kind of thing. But instead, it's like because he's obviously mentally disturbed. It's like an actual flock of bats. Right. Yeah. So it's this kind so of just keep seeing bats everywhere. Could be. Yeah. 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 I think that's the best way to approach it because they have to further the Joker story, and the only way you are going to further the Joker story now that you've told an origin. Is, is to Batman. give him his villain. You have to yep. give the Joker the, his villain, which is yep. obviously the Batman. So I'd like to see that going forward. I don't think you'll see Robert Patterson crossing out with anybody. I think this is his uh, own thing. He is the new Batman. They will do a couple of films. I think it's trilogy. I think they're talking. So they will do a trilogy with Robert Pattinson. Own entity. And they won't have the Joker. 
You will not see the Joker appearing it whatsoever. I think they're going to delve into every other villain that they possibly can. <clears throat> Just without the Joker, because they don't need to now. You know what I mean? Wackie yeah, yeah. the money maker. Yep. So I mean, it's exciting. I mean, again, this is this is another one that's they've stopped production. It's being delayed, which is unfortunate. But Matt Reeves is still he's keeping his finger on the pulse and he's doing interviews and he keeps saying, "Look, it's this is still going on. We've got this happening. This is my idea. This is what I want. We're not doing an origin story. I'm not going to show an old man get shot again." Yeah. <laughs> so for the seventh time. For the now. seventh time now. We even got Light Joker. <laughs> the DJ somehow of shoehorn the Batman origin in Joker. <laughs> Put in everything. Shoot that old man. Shoot Mr. Wayne and his wife. Do it. It's like they feel the need to just constantly do it. To reiterate the point. It's like Spider-Man though, isn't he? Kill Uncle Ben. <laughs> what can we do in this short drop? There's nothing we can film. Tell what we should do. Kill Uncle Ben. <laughs> Put that in there. Oh man, we've got like five minutes between this transition between Spider-Man going from here to here. Tell you what you can do. Kill Uncle Ben. Because why not? Yep. Kill the Waynes. So yeah, moving on. Number three. Number three. Number Tessa three. Thompson confirms that Christian Bale looks set to join the MCU as the villain in the upcoming Phil Ragnarok sequel, Love and Thunder. I think she did this completely on accident. I think oh, they, yeah, they, they, they for was, sure. It was an interview, wasn't it? She was just in an interview, and she was like, it's yep. really exciting to have Christian on board. N- not in that really bad Mrs. Doubtfire kind of old lady accent. But yeah, so I think she did it completely on an accident, as it was like, balls. How do you feel, Christian Bale? going back into the superhero world but in the polar opposite of what the Dark Knight was the Dark Knight was a very serious real world performance where it was gritty and dark and the next dive into the superhero world is Taika Waititi's Thor Ragnarok sequel (laughs) Love and Thunder it's intriguing to say that I'm not sure how he's going to fit in I don't know enough about Thor villains to be honest I don't either I don't I'm not I mean I like I like Ragnarok he's like my top tier Marvel film but I don't know a lot about the lore and the comic books behind Thor but again Christian Bale to me he's a very diverse actor he can do whatever the hell he wants and do well He's proven that time and time again. But I'm not sure how Christian Bale fits into a Tiger Watiti Thor. I haven't seen Christian Bale do comedy, though. I mean, the only thing... But he would make a great straight man. Yes, thinking about it. he takes it they they have him take his role completely seriously and then you have all of the crazy nonsense that is love and thunder love happening thunder. around him while he is completely trying, trying to, to take it seriously yeah it would be impressive oh look christian bale's solid and like i said he's a proven track record of being fantastic in his films yes he gets angry and throws lamps at people behind the scenes, but the dude can act and the dude commits. So that's all that's all that's all I want from an actor. 
going into a film that I want to be good. 100% yes. commitment. And apparently, uh, Thor Lebowski's not in this. This is kind of Thor thawing it up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is post. This is post. MCU. Yeah, yeah. So he's got his, he's got everything back together. He's lost. He's he's hit the gym. Yeah, he's gone. But he, he's now he's worthy again. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's ready. He's ready to rock. He's Flash growing it up. It's basically. I Flash imagine. Marvel. I imagine there will be a scene at the very start where it's him in the gym losing weight. I hope to God it's eighties montage. If Tony doesn't do an eighties montage. Of Thor of, working out, I'll be sad. Of him in like um, a leotard, a leotard and leg warmers. Listening to the Flash Gordon soundtrack, it has to happen. Tiger with TT, if you're listening, because you're not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Put him exercising to the Flash Gordon theme track, because this whole film was fan. He was Flash Gordon. It was a love letter to Flash Gordon, and I love, love it, love it. Ragnarok, for me, was the best. I had so much it, fun with that film. It, it was a fantastic film. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see Christian Bale approaching this guy. The, the, the funniest thing that I've seen him do it was American Psycho. Because it was kind of peppered with that, that dark humour. I'd like to see that kind of thing brought to the table a bit more. Like he says, playing the straight guy, but... With hints of this kind of dark humour about it, would be would be dope. I'll be I'll be completely on board with that. And I know uh, apparently Bots of Face is coming back. Natalie Portman apparently, rumours. I mean it. Make, I mean fair. <laughs> she, she, she turned everything down and she she did she did Dark World and it failed. She did Dark World and then. It's just uh, like screw you guys. I'm going home. I mean, not gonna lie, Dark World was. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't mind it because I liked Thor and Thor carried it for me but yeah the film as a whole was a train it's, it's, it's one of the worst yeah. of the films in the MCU oh definitely bottom, bottom two to three definitely but and I think after that went tits up she was like yeah screw that then because she didn't sign on for Endgame she didn't sign any for anything for that she was just yes she's not here anymore she's over there being looked after she's safe though and now she's like, oh no, Thor right now was badass. I want all the money. What? Yeah, give me some money, son. So she's all on Tiger with TT's bandwagon. But oh, I am excited to see it. Um, yeah, what are you saying, sorry? I'm just saying, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I am excited, and like I said, it, it's, they are basically Flash Gordon love letters. Tiger with TT now is what he's doing. And you know it's a Flash Gordon love letter because he was rumoured to be do he's rumoured to be doing the Flash Gordon animated series at the same time. So while all these thoughts... You Flash Gordon. Oh, dude, I love Flash Gordon so much. I couldn't tell. I love Flash Gordon. <laughs> Legit. It's... To everyone to everyone who may not be aware, my esteemed co-host has a bit of a thing for Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Right? Who doesn't? So, we're not going to go on a tangent about Flash Gordon. Yes, let's go on a tangent. Let's talk about the backstory of Flash Gordon. No. Did no, you know, we... Sam Jones? <laughs> want to have a rant about Flash Gordon we'll do a Flash Gordon special I, I don't want to rant I just I just want to you know big it up everybody should go watch Flash Gordon now and if they're not watching Flash Gordon they should be watching Life After Flash the documentary based on the story of a Flash Gordon and Sam Jones do it <laughs> have you seen that documentary by the way I have not absolutely brilliant honestly it was filmed uh, oh, 
can't remember her name for the life of me. English, she's an English director. And basically, yeah, she just kind of delved into the world of how Flash Gordon and what happened to Sam Jones. It's mm. kind of like a, a production dive, so it dives into the whole creation of the film and it has interviews with all the actors and the performers and how they got on on set and what happened with directors and production. But then it kind of has this peppered throughout Sam Jones' story because he was basically the golden child who had everything and then went off the wagon and there was a big falling out and he delves into that. Oh, it's brilliant. I have to lend it you, man. It's so good. But yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Wizards of the Coast and the team behind D&D are releasing free content daily to help ease everyone out of the boredom of isolation and also make everyone play D&D. It's D&D! <laughs> D&D Beyond! You're all going to have that I mean, stuck in your head. I mean, it's not D&D Beyond because they're a separate company. It's but... D&D! <laughs> yeah, it's not D&D Beyond. This, for me, the reason this is in because it's just good. It's a good idea. I know a lot of movie companies have been releasing movies... Uh, but they're charging you £10 for the privilege. This is like a completely free of charge thing. And this is why I think this is what everybody should be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not everybody can afford Have you seen some of the content that they've been throwing out? It's a lot of their... Um... It's like supplementary stuff. Yeah, it's all, the, it's all the supplements and all of the... And they've been doing a lot, I know, of um, Unearthed Arcana recently. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff that hasn't actually been playtested, but they've been normally they wouldn't put so much of it out. Um, but they have been doing quite a lot of that. Like now, like it's because they're catering for everybody at every level of D and D. So like you've got kids and they're throwing out like coloring stuff and 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 pages that you can color in. But then they're doing like um, for like entry level people and like the Adventures League and things like that, they're doing things for that. But then they're also taking their core modules and their core stories, and then adding, like I said, the supplementary things for it. So look, like, you know, I'm like big on the Averna stuff. So like, they've just threw in like loads of free Averna stuff, and they're like, okay, so these these are encounters that you can do. There's over 25 encounters that you can now have in your environment in your world to, to, to help your players and then I was doing the war machine stuff and I was like okay so here's a completely kind of mini campaign where they're hunting for parts for war machines and for free like this stuff's brilliant I just think everybody should be doing something like this because it, it just promotes getting into something like that like I said the reason we haven't done this podcast is because we've delved into the world of D&D and it's blew my mind I am all in you're all in anyway. Don't I, was, I, I was all in. Everybody should be all in, and I just think this is now the perfect opportunity to do it. The yeah, thing. Everyone, everyone should be in on tabletop games in general. D and D is fantastic, but everyone should play every game going. I mean, we've played a lot of games over the last few weeks, and anyway, because we, we've remained consistent <laughs> with our story, we try not to, to deviate from. If people can't be there, we try to do. We'll play something else. So we've delved into a lot of different game mechanics and a lot of different kind of things anyway. And for me, the consistent has always been D&D. Like, even though we're playing all these games and all these mechanics are all different and they all have their own approach. Man, D&D just pulls me back in. Just as I get away, raise me back in. I'll get out. 
there's no escape now. Yeah, it's it's, and I'll, I'll keep telling everybody, and nobody seems to grasp the concept because none of my like core friendship group are like, massively into it. So it's like I keep saying, look, I'm like, dude, let, let's just do a D and D game, man. Like I promise. Because I'm like, nah, it's like mega nerd. I'm like, no, dude, it's not. Like honestly, I mean, it can let's be. be. Hold on, let's be real. We don't get to say it's not mega nerdy. We do not. No, we don't get to say it. But you know what I mean? I'm trying to convince people who aren't necessarily into this thing, into listening to this podcast, into these stories, into this stuff. I'm trying to convince these people to get into it, and it's really difficult because I'm like, dude, look, honestly, on the um, surface it is, because of course think, it is. Yeah, the only way to do it really, the only way to get people to play D&D is to go look. Here's some beer. Yeah. Here's here's a table. Here's some food. Let's dance. We're gonna we're gonna sit here for a bit, and we're gonna play make believe. I'm gonna do it. And you're gonna leave, loving this game. Yeah. I never thought I'd be into it. I never thought I would. I mean, I've never I been know, into tabletop. I'm well aware. Never been into tabletop gaming. Never been into it. I mean, I loved Skyrim and I loved the console stuff and the Elder Scrolls and and fantasy as a whole, but. Never thought I'd ever delve into the world of TCRPG, and it's just completely, like, mind-blowing. And I've tried to convince everybody, because I'm like, look, just give it a chance. I've, I said to the other day, like, because we were all in isolation, and every day, somebody's messaging me saying, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Nothing to do. Sick of it now. Right, dude, I will run you a D&D game for, like, two hours. Give me yeah. two hours, and I'll smash it. You can all sit at home. You can all get your wine, make a character, be whoever the hell you want. Minutes. Yeah, we can be, explain it for you. Do whatever the hell you want, be whoever the hell you want, we'll get pissed and we'll just get together and have a laugh. Let's do it. I have an encounter, I have a, a, a kind of a mini story we can do, let's go. And they're all like really reluctant to do it. And everybody's like, no, 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 I don't really want to do it to be fair. It ain't my thing, I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's, just, it's, it's a bit shit because I wouldn't do it, but oh, that was my perspective on it. That's everyone's perspective first time. Oh, it's so good. And I'm using this. I had I had no idea. I was I, I remember I was I'd heard people playing it and whatever and I actually started what someone I followed on YouTube started playing a game. Yeah. They were playing a game of Dark Heresy, which for those who don't know is one of the about six um uh, Warhammer forty thousand um Oh nice role playing games. Um, and they started playing that and I found it absolutely hilarious but I was just watching that on and off I had no intention to play and then uh, I was in uni- when I was in uni um, we had a, a module called uh, Beyond Books where media in general uh, to establish to uh, examine stories yeah, and how you yeah, tell yeah. stories effectively and whatever um, and we did um, our, our tutors sat down in front of an entire lecture hall full of full of vaguely interested, slightly hungover, <laughs> eighteen to twenty-one year olds, uh, and they sat there around a table in costume and played a game of Call of Cthulhu. Oh, and, nice! And then after that, we got to because one of my tutors uh, wrote a module for um, Call of Cthulhu, and it's in the collection. The Call of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu Britannica. Um, it's called the Curse of the River Queen, um, and uh, we got to pl- basically playtest it because they just finished writing it. 
Um, nice. So we d- we didn't get to play the final version that you can find in Curse of the River Queen, but we got to play a version of Curse of the River Queen. That's badass. Um, and we sat there in uh, not in a lecture hall this time in a classroom, um, about in like four little groups of five, and we all sat and we all played we all played our way through Call of Duty. And I've never laughed yeah, so hard in my entire life. Honestly, so it's just you just you're playing pretend with rules <laughs> that's all it is, is it, yeah. and i keep telling everybody the same i'm like look it, it's it's pretend with rules like you just you can do what the hell you want and it's part of the reason i love it are you still there yeah I'm here. yeah so it's like it's, it's part of the like and I keep trying to say, like you said, I keep trying to, having never played it before, I keep trying to get other people to play it, because I think, I know how much fun we'd have as a whole. Like, it's something else to do. It's not just, you get together on a Saturday night, you, you have a drink, you, you listen to music, game over. Like, you could have, like, a night where you say, okay, once a month we're going to get together, we're going to just do what the hell we want in D&D. And I, I've, I've tried, Dan, I've tried. One day I'll convince them to do it, but as it stands. Literally. Well, the way you do it, that's a little bit more sneaky. Get him drunk. Is, no, 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 no. You um, you go, come round, we've got a beer and some food. They go in and then there's just a table. Yeah, sound, because we're going to play D&D. It's D&D. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this for me, it's Kevin. Just let me on. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll come around and Dan will be stood with a smoke machine in his robe. I'll be like, let's do this. Just, again, to, to quantify why we can't call it not nerdy, I own a robe. One yes. of our players owns a robe. Yes. And a, someone owns a wig. Yes. Um, it's yes. completely ridiculous. It is. But it's amazing. <laughs> I miss playing it. I miss playing in person, to be fair. And that's and for me, I, I do like going online. And I like the, the ease of going online. But for me, playing in person will always be just so much fun and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I want to I want to do that with this. Like Tom does it on his channel. The guy that we play with, Tom, has got his own Twitch channel, Tom Mazamoris. You can head over there and do that. And and he records it and puts it on there, streams it on there. I'd like to do the same with this. I'd like to be able to say, okay, eventually we're going to have full streams of like a D&D campaign through the Nerds UK stuff so I mean hopefully it, it, we'll get to that point where we can do it and we can do lots of uh, tabletop stuff but this story in particular really caught my eye because I was like this is this is dope man this is really good because if there's no better time to get involved there is the time to get involved just because it's it's you've got the material there it's it's available you've got these supplementary things so you could you could essentially go and buy a starter set for like twenty pairing or something ridiculous. Yeah. Or oh, go yeah. or go and buy like the Avernus book for like thirty quid and then get all this supplementary stuff with it. And that's metal as hell, man. That that is not like D D at all. It's It doesn't feel like it. Because you're diving of the... into hell and you're driving war machines and fighting wars with devils and stuff. Like yeah. that that's a completely different ball game, so and that, welcome uh, to the welcome to the randomness. When when you start getting out of the main uh, D and D realms, then uh... I'm going all of them as I am. It's it's. I like the idea of it, and I like the fact that it's metal as hell. But yeah, so I mean, I like the story because it was just a bit of positivity. It was a bit of in this shitty ass situation. I just think for for somebody like Wizards of the Coast, 
and D and D to be like, look, here's all this free stuff. Take it, run with it. If you've never played it before, try it now. Enjoy the freebies, the, the fruit of our loins, so to speak, but less sexual. I mean, it's D and D. Someone one person, one person around the table always has to get a little bit sexual. There's always sex things. Always, there's, always, there's always, there's always one. <sighs> um, I'm looking at you, Tom. But nonetheless, yeah, number five. <laughs> Number five. Number five. One that, one that we have touched on already. Yes. Uh, Suicide Squad's still happening, basically, to put the too blunt of the line on it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's still going on. It's happening. Well, apparently. I think the original date, he, he, came at, he came at yesterday. And the reason this is in there, because it kind of segues into the whole situation that we're all currently sat in, the shitty-ass situation that everybody's involved. But nonetheless, it's keeping everybody safe, and we're, we're doing what we need to do, and we should all continue doing what we need to do. Um, but essentially James Gunn announced that Suicide Squad is still on track and it's probably the only one that I've heard is still on track for its original release date um, of the 6th of August 2021 despite this pandemic um, which was a, bit, it was a bit of good news I mean I know it's still a ways away like August next year but there's been a lot of delays and a lot of things being put off and as a movie mm. fan and a comic book fan, it's a bit disheartening to, to like every day. It was like, it was, I presume it's the same thing as if you've got like concerts booked or festivals and you're waking up and everything's cancelled and you're like, shit. Yeah. Now what? We know what we're going to do. So it was a bit of, it was kind of a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, the world is still ticking on. These things are still, are still happening and they will eventually be here and everything will return to normality. But, Suicide Squad, as like I said, we've already spoken about it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what James Gundam does with it, especially. Yeah. So and then, like, so the question I point, uh, the question I pose to you is: In our current situation, where the world is essentially come to a complete and utter standstill, what are you probably not most disappointed with? But what are you? Out of everything that's kind of happened, what was the one thing you were probably looking forward to sooner rather than later that has, has kind of gone tits up and won't be getting it for, for some time? Mm. Probably upcoming game releases. See, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot, a lot of stuff with it. Is, is it. is it affected those guys as much as it has? Yeah, like a lot of stuff's been pushed back indefinitely. Oh. Or... And it's yeah. Uh, that shitty term indefinitely. We don't know. Yeah. Like these are these are just delays that have been done this year. Cyberpunk, obviously. Yeah, that looked brilliant. That's been pushed back. How how long for that then? Do we know? Is, uh, is it a I length think phase I, or? well, it was supposed to originally this weekend yeah it was it was soon it no it was this weekend because uh, final fantasy 7 has just come out 7 and it was supposed to be the same day oh snap um, so it's like, like it, yeah like this weekend yeah, yeah that's been pushed back to september and i think oh. now it's actually been pushed back to first quarter next year oh um, that's it was crap. originally supposed to be there um that's a long yeah. push as well. That's not like okay. a couple of months. That's like, yeah, nearly a yeah. year. 
they they delayed it. I mean, they delayed it before coronavirus was a thing to try and avoid crunch and to yeah, make sure yeah, it was yeah, in the yeah, absolute yeah. best state it could be. But then I'm pretty sure it's been delayed again uh, till later in the year. Potential again, people are being slightly vague. Yeah, it's a shame, uh, really. See, I don't, I, yeah. don't, I don't know much what's happening in terms of the game world, but that's that's shitty. I mean, that's a long length of time. This is the problem with this current situation. It's like. Because then that means these guys aren't working. Like, these guys mm. who are the developers are now kind of not sat twiddling their thumbs, so to speak, but like you're kind of limited in the... In, your capacity's limited. I mean, I know like, you, we spoke about it prior. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the in the movie world. I mean, like, in terms of Disney, it's now they're re-evaluating the way that they release films in general. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm just looking at the list here. This is, like, the just the first list I clicked on. Um, things that have been pushed back. Mulan. That doesn't. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> well, that was that was due July. Uh, I I'm not sure. Wonder Woman. No, no, it was my, actually that uh, Mulan was supposed to be out at the end of March. Oh right. It's, it's now set to be July. Oh snap. Uh, yeah. Um, A Quiet Place Two. Oh, that was the one that hit me hard the other day. I read that the and other that's day. And that's a big, that's a big push. That's March to September. I read that um, the other day, and it was like shit. I was so excited about that film. Yep, Black Widow, which has gone from uh, that's not May. that bad. That's gone from May to the sixth of November. Oh that's snap! A long I, thought, push. I thought that was like July. November. That's a big yeah. push. The whole MCU shifted, hasn't it? Yeah. That's a big push. The one that I've got on here, Wonder Woman, was originally June to August. I mean, that's not it's not too much of a thing. And then you've got obviously, um, let's have a look. Uh, I can I can tell you, I'm, the Eternals has been pushed back from November to February. Um, Morbius, though that not technically MCU. Jesus. That's gone from July this year to March next year. What? Hasn't yeah. it? Holy shit! That's a big push. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that's because Jared Leto's been. In, did you see? Did you see the most Jared Leto post ever? Yeah, he's been in the desert. He <laughs> was like, "I've just come back from the desert. Holy shit! What's happened to yeah. the world?" I was like, "That is the most Jared Leto thing you could have said. You've been meditating in the desert, and you don't know this is like, you know, a world pandemic." <laughs> That's because he's not here. That motherfucker's still in the desert. Well, uh, Doctor Strange has been pushed back from May next year to November next year. It's production, isn't it? Like, this, is, this is stuff that's kind of in production or going to start production now. Oh, look. Uh, Love and Thunder pushed back from November next year to February the year yeah, after. It's 2022 now. That's shit. Yep. That, that's bad. It just shows that this is this is something that's having a massive effect on everybody. The one that I saw, the Tenet, the new Nolan film. I just think brilliant has been. Uh, they're still saying it's still July this year. I think that'll change. They're adamant Nolan's Tenet's coming out July, but I can't see that happening. If I push Mulan back, Disney. I don't know. It's, it's a shitty-ass position everybody's set in, really, and it's it's having yeah, such an effect I mean, on everything. I mean, just think how much money oh, no, the, yeah. the, the film industry 
And I mean, most companies will be all right because they are they have their multimedia. Yeah. But the film industry, just as an industry, think how much money they are bleeding right now. Well, and and the fact that it was struggling anyway, getting people. I mean, I know we say struggling. I say that loosely. People going to cinemas. It's more of that that's been affected than anything else. It's not so much the film studios and the companies releasing these films. It's the 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 guys showing it. So. Nobody's going to cinemas anymore. Nobody's nope. really going to cinemas anyway, because nope. it was a dying industry. Then this is this has happened. So now, like you said yourself, I mean, you said this Disney are now going to rethink the way that they release films. Are they just going to release them direct to Disney Plus? It's overall going to destroy this concept of people going to the cinema and that's what i'm most worried about in terms of entertainment going forward what effect is this going to have on cinema as a whole like it's completely changed the way that everybody looks at things and that that's yeah. insane yeah i mean well i mean a lot of things are going to change but that is definitely one of them yeah yeah so, i mean there's, there's a lot worse things that it is there's a lot of more more I mean, it's just in terms of this this podcast specifically. Everything is going to change. The way that we consume media, the way that media is distributed, the way that media is produced, it's all going to change because of what's going on now. And that's madness. That is insanity right there, Dan. Insanity. So, I mean, it's disappointing, but I mean, it may... A, a positive out of a really shitty situation is because these companies have no longer to work on these things you may ultimately get something more from it because they may reevaluate a situation or a concept or an idea having the time to dwell on it usually when cinema works there's a, there's a timeline and they say right okay there's the idea there's, we're going to start production, there's your pre-production, we're going to hire all the staff, there's, there's, there's not a lot of time to work, whereas now a lot of these creators have had time to breathe and, and kind of stool on what they've created. Now maybe we may get to see some things that we didn't necessarily, we weren't necessarily going to see from the beginning, like Christian Bale may, may not be something, you know, completely different to what he was in the original script for Love and Thunder. Did you see, um, Talk about TT just trolling everybody the other day. No. He really he released a, a screenshot of the script for Love and Thunder, and it just said Tony, and it was dialogue for Tony Stark <laughs> between him and Thor. And it was like, "Sup, dude, I'm back, bitches!" And Thor was like, "What? You're back? We're gonna reassemble the Avengers!" And obviously the internet lost their mind because I was like, "Is this real? It's coming for the director?" But it's just Taika Waititi being Taika Waititi. And he just trolled everybody. It was brilliant, to be fair. I, I have a little bit of news that I, I wish wasn't true. Oh no! Don't finish on a low note. I mean, it's not it's not a low it's not a low note. It's just something that somebody sent me. Don't do it, Dan. Okay. Disney. Oh, on Lord's Disney. Disney. Fucking Disney. Uh. What did you do, Disney? Are planning, uh, planning a live-action. What? Careful what you're saying. Anthropomorphic. What? What? Robin Hood. Oh, no. 
Because, I don't know, man, furries exist. Uh, 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 that's me dying in sadness. I get it. They're rebooting everything. Why not? Lion King worked. Jungle Book worked. Mulan, I've heard raving things about. Beauty and the Beast. Why the hell not Robin Hood? <laughs> I mean, they're doing live-action furries. Hey. Live-action furries. What's wrong with that? Pokemon, did But man, I don't kink shame, but... <laughs> I, have I have some problems. <laughs> I have some problems. I mean, they're going to do that with all of them, aren't they, surely? I'm waiting for... Um... It's Sword in the Stone, I'm waiting for that. Waiting for Little Mermaid as well. I'm waiting for the one to be fair. Disney are now going to give me everything on now. They are. Lady and the Tramp happened. That was a thing. I haven't watched it, but it was a thing. Have you watched it yet? Have I watched what? The new Lady and the Tramp. No, cause I, dude, I don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> oh no! I forgot your 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 anti Disney. I Plus. said I said I'm not paying for it, so I'm not paying for it. It's good, man. You miss it. <laughs> I'm gonna finish this podcast and immediately go inside, and I'm gonna watch Clown Wars. That's my plan tonight. Maybe some yeah, Mandalorian. I might yeah, even watch. You watch Mighty Ducks. I mean, so far you haven't said. So far you haven't said something I can't find online. So. Hey, <laughs> are you telling me you're a thief? We've openly admitted <laughs> that on this podcast. <laughs> we do. I can't believe you don't like Disney Plus. I think we. Should, but that was. The, I think we'll wrap it up. I mean, that was. We've covered the news. We've ranted off about Star Wars. We're reaching the kind of one twenty mark anyway. Hopefully, we're doing, our, we're doing our usual shtick. We are, yeah. But obviously, it's a shitty situation for everybody involved. We're all playing through. Keep on doing what you're doing. We'll keep on doing what we're doing. Like I said, hopefully, I'm going to try and get some more original content on all platforms for Nerd UK as much as we can, anyway. I mean, I mean, I know we spoke about it previously, Dan, about like possible streaming, and it's something we're definitely, definitely going to get involved in. I mean, I think Tom's streaming the D&D one this weekend, isn't he? It could be. I think I think because we're going back to our original um, campaign, but I'm doing the I'm leading the one shot for this one. It's not really a one shot; it's more of an introduction to a world. So I mean, you can check that out at Tom's Tom's Twitch. I'll put a link in in the, the description for this. So if anybody wants to check that out, but hopefully going forward, a lot more content will be coming on all the news UK channels, and we're going to try and do this more frequently. Hopefully. And a lot of other stuff because we are stuck at home. Yeah, I was about to say, like everybody else, we're all sat twiddling our thumbs trying to find things to do. That doesn't include changing babies and trying to entertain a three-year-old because that's all yeah. my days consist of. I don't, I don't have that problem. Masturbation, that's what Dan has. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah! Finish on a fiddly with yourself joke. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the classiest podcast on the internet. <laughs>
Yes, we'll leave it there. Thank you ever so much, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I, my name is Alex Hadley. You can find me at uh, A Hadley eleven thirty eight at uh, obviously all your usual places: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. I want everything at the minute. I'm basically a whore of the internet. Joining me as always, Master of the Law, Mr. Dan Hollis. Hello. Yeah. You can find me at my infrequent treats at Dan Doesn't Dream. And, and we'll have more stuff on the way. Yes, so. definitely, definitely. We're, we're going to pour our heads together and, and, and try and pull something out of our backsides. But yes, thank you guys ever so much. And as always, take care. Peace!